Welcome to the weekly podcast of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, located in the city of Middletown, New York. Today's message will be brought to you by our senior pastor, Reverend Albert Feliciano Sr. Each week we stream our live recorded services to encourage, build up, and edify our listening audience. Our aim is to share with you the uncompromised and infallible word of the living God. Our prayer is that today's message will draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And now, here is Pastor Albert with today's word. Blessed are they who trust in the Lord. Do you trust in the Lord this morning? Praise the Lord. We're going to read two portions of scripture. Jeremiah 17. We're going to read verses 7 and 8. And then we're going to go back to this morning's passage, devotional reading from Psalm 84. And we're going to read two verses of scripture there, verse 11 and 12. Jeremiah 17, if you have it, say amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Starting at verse number 7, and the word of the Lord says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. You know what that means? That even when the heat is coming on, when the pressure is coming on, when everything around you is falling apart, you'll still be fruitful. You will not lack for anything. You will be peaceful and you will have provision and God will sustain you. And more importantly, you will continue to yield fruit. Hallelujah. Somebody better grab that today for themselves. Hallelujah. Let's now turn to the book of Psalm, chapter 84. We're going to read 11 and 12. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Glory to God. You may take your seats this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Our Lord can be trusted. We serve a good God. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. Blessed is the man who places his hope in the Lord. How many are placing their hope on Jesus Christ this morning? The Bible says that the Lord our God is a sun and a shield to those who trust him. Our God gives grace and glory to those who put their hope in him. He says no good thing. That's amazing. No good thing will he withhold from those who love him, from those who walk uprightly. Psalm 34 Verses 7 and 9, it says, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Here it goes again. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Do you fear God this morning? Is there a healthy fear of the Lord this morning? There is no want, no need, nothing that that you are deprived from if you fear the Lord God. Many of us have been delivered by the mighty hand of God. Some of us recently, some of us in yesteryear, I find all the time people are still counting the blessings, counting the miracles of yesteryear. There's nothing wrong with that. Some of those are monuments in our life. 
I remember when my mother had passed away. And I, I went back to 13 years before when she had a stroke. And she was dying on her bed. And her tongue looked like the Euphrates River looks like right now. Dried and cracked. I said, oh God, I've been a stupid, terrible son. I've been negligent of my mother. I've spent no time with her. I'm into drugs and all kinds. I said, please don't take her from me this way. Oh God, I'll serve you the rest of my life. I'll do anything. Bring her back, even if it's for five minutes. The following morning, my sister Daisy called me. She says, guess what? A miracle. Mommy's back. She's back. I stopped everything. I ran to the hospital. She was in her little pink robe and her little bunny slippers. And she looks at me. She goes, Abu. She couldn't even pronounce my name. Abu. I said, Mom, hallelujah. Praise God. And I hugged her and I kissed her. But the thing was, when she passed away, I remember 13 years earlier being in the very same room when they, when they had her body, her cadaver, and they put her in the hospital. And I drove from Middletown to see my mother, who had already been gone. And I walked into her room. And as I stood there, I see a smile on her face. Her eyes were somewhat open. They weren't fully closed. It tells me that she must have seen something. When she had met those final minutes, her last breath, she smiled and the rigor mortis stayed and she had a little smile on her face. And I began to say, thank you, Lord. And when I started to say thank you, the Lord reminded me, you remember? You were standing right here in this very spot 13 years ago. You asked me for five minutes. I gave you 13 years. I got to spend 13 more precious, beautiful, bountiful years with my mother. God is faithful. He is a rewarder of those that earnestly seek him. God is a good God. He's a mighty God. I can tell you story after story of all the things that God has done in my life. I can't deny the hand of God any longer. I can't deny my God in any way, shape, or form. Even if people call me crazy. Even if they say I've lost my mind. I'm loopy. Fine. Call me whatever. Loopy, loopy. Whatever you want to call me. But I trust in the Lord. He has never let me down. I've been delivered by the hand of God. He delivered me from drug addiction. He delivered me from, from all kinds of sexual sin. How about this? He delivered me from me. From my own arrogant pride. He delivered me. He delivered many of us in this room here and now. He has listened to you. He has heard your cry. He has delivered you. But guess what? He did it his way. According to his will for us. His deliverance is building up in us spiritual muscle that so many of us need in this current day. God is teaching us to learn how to trust in him more and more. That you have nothing to fear. And when the heat comes, hallelujah, because it will come. You don't have to worry about anything. Because you're going to be planted by the river. Your roots are going to be deep. And they're going to have constant provision. The trials will come. But you won't have to worry about it. You will have no fear. No anxiety. You will yield fruit, glory to God. Don't worry about the negative reports. Don't be afraid of what people are saying. Our God fights for us. Our God fights our battles. Hallelujah. The battle belongs to the Lord. Matthew 6, 33. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all things shall be added unto you. Excuse me. Don't panic. Don't complain. Simply place your trust in him. If you remember, saints of God, some of you remember clearly. We had been given 18 days to vacate our premise. You know why I keep bringing this up? Because you need to hear it over and over and over again. You know why? Because we're in that valley again. Hallelujah. And some of you guys need to uh, sharpen that sword. Praise the Lord. 
We were given 18 days and we didn't panic. Before we did anything, we called a seven-day prayer and fasting celebration. And we did that. And God gave us a promotion. Praise the Lord. We didn't worry, whatever. I didn't make any phone calls for a single week. I took seven days to just be with the presence of God. We didn't look anywhere. There was zero panic. And what happened? God sent a realtor. God sent Pastor Richie. God sent a, a Dan Tope. God sent, he put all the pieces together. He's the, do you know when we moved into this place, the landlord, this was a trash heap, but the landlord paid $48,000 to fix this building up to where you are sitting right now. Guess how much we paid? Zero. Zero dollars. And guess what? After he paid the $48,000, guess what? He started complaining. Man, I paid too much money. I shouldn't have paid that much money. I said, don't worry. You ain't going to make no money the first year, but year two, three, four, how long? You're going to make your money back. And do you know through COVID and everything, all his tenants, nobody paid him. Guess what? The church, we never missed a single payment in five years. We're the first of the month. He gets that money every month. You know what he ended up saying after complaining about spending that much money? Because you're the best tenant we've ever had. God makes it possible. Every church out there shutting down and somehow, someway, we were afloat. Miracles of God. Miracles of God. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. It was my responsibility then to let you all in on the miracle so that you could see it. And guess what? It is still my responsibility today to bring you into the current miracle that you are all going to be a part of. You're going to see it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're going to see it. Hallelujah. You're going to see it. You're going to see what God is about to do in this house. God has not abandoned his people. God does not leave us like orphans. God gathers us like a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wing. Listen, we're not the only ones going through drama, llama, ding dong. It's in the word. Remember King Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat was experiencing three armies on all sides. They were about to kill him and the whole tribe. And he goes before the Lord and he begins to, to pray and seek the face of God. Listen, if you could get anything here and now today, learn this. When something comes against you, when you're starting to face some trouble, when life isn't going the way it's supposed to go, when you start to see something is wrong, something is amiss, there's a problem somewhere, that's when you have to go to the Lord. You don't go to the psychic. You don't call up Mama Cleo. You don't look at your horoscope. You don't look at the zodiac sign. You don't go to the next door neighbor. You don't go to the, the puchi pluma, the, the gossiping person. There's always a puchi pluma somewhere. You don't go to the person to get the upload, right? Who's doing what? Why is this happening to me? Maybe somebody did something. You don't go to anybody. You go to the Lord. Like David, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He kazaked himself. Saints of God, when are we going to rise up and learn to encourage yourself in the Lord? Praise God. You've got problems? Yes. You've got some itch issues? You need some tissues? Yes. Praise God. Go to the Lord. Fall on your face before God. Say, I don't understand what's happening, oh God. But thou, oh Lord, are a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. You anoint my head with oil in the presence of my enemies. You, you allow my oil to run over. My cup runneth over. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Do you know how powerful that is? That means when everybody's out to get you and they're sharpening their knife, you're like this. Go, pass the butter, please. 
Could I get some salt, please? Uh, yeah, I need a little sprinkle here. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to fear. And while everybody's killing themselves, killing themselves all around you. Do you remember he went for three days picking up the spoils of war? I want you to listen to his prayer. Listen to this. Second Chronicles. Listen to this. 20, verse 7 and 9. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? Do you hear how he's talking to God? Do you hear that? Do you hear that? This is your people. This is your house. This is your name. Your friend. You gave this to your land, to your people. This is your friend's land. You gave it to the descendants of Abraham. By the way, guess who's the descendants of Abraham? Guess who's included in that? Turn your neighbor and say, he's definitely talking about you right now. Praise God. He's definitely talking about you. You made it into the message. Praise God. You, child of God, if you are born again, spirit-filled, you are part of the descendants of Abraham. Verse 8, and they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence for your name is in this temple and we will cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. I'm talking to somebody in this place. I don't know who, but somebody's getting that. Praise God. That word is for you. We're going to see, saints of God, the very thing that we're praying for. Amen. You're going to see it unfold right before your eyes. Why? Because the word over and over says, blessed are they. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman. Blessed is the son and the daughter. Blessed are they that trust in the Lord. God has proven himself to us. I love the verse in Psalm. Where it says, feed on his faithfulness. How many are feeding on the faithfulness of God this morning? To everyone that believes, glory to God. And for those of you that don't believe, I only ask you to continue to come. The naysayers, the doubters, the haters. There's room for you in this place. Because God is about to show himself strong to you. You're going to see it with your own eyes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God wants everyone in this house to trust and obey. Do you know that when you obey God, that your obedience and your surrender to him is a sign of complete trust? You wouldn't submit to someone that you don't trust. You wouldn't yield your life to anyone that you don't believe in. You wouldn't even get into a car with someone you don't trust and drive that vehicle. We will only obey, surrender, and yield to the Lord when we trust him completely. I'm going to remind you of a little story I told years ago, but prior to being a pastor, I was a cable guy. I worked in the cable industry for 16 years. I've done everything from installation to service, auditing, construction. Uh, initially, I was trained to work with a 28-foot extension ladder, and I would go and climb up and hook into the poles and all that. And then I discovered the wonderful world of gaffing, gaffs. If you look at that on the, on the right side of your screen, those are what's called uh, climbers gaffing or gaffing climbing uh, uh, it, uh, it, items, whatever you want to call it. Those are gaffing uh, climbing tools. So what it is, is they would have little pointy spikes. You would put your boot in there, and then you would tie it around your calf muscle, and what you would do is you'd have a, a belt with a little D-ring and a big strap, and you would just 
you would jab your feet in a diagonal motion and sink it into the telephone pole and climb all the way up to the top like you see the guy on the telephone pole. And what happens is you would then get up there, you would hook off above that telephone cable so that if you slipped out, you wouldn't fall and the belt would hold you up. And what happens is after a while, you get so confident, and this is what happened to me, that to, to speed things up, you don't want to take your time to get the hook in to make sure it's seated. So what we would do is we would catwalk. Catwalk is when you go up the pole, and you just go up there, and you just use the very tip to just get your body up there. And when you get to the top, then you kind of jab your foot in, and you, you hook yourself up. But the catwalk is, is really a dangerous thing because you never know if you're going to be walking up that pole. And the only thing you got to hold on to is those two little hooks. I remember one year that uh, it was a, a snowy day, a wintry day. Thank God I was wrapped up in all kinds of, of jackets and uh, under, under, undergarments. You know, the, what do you call those things? Not the under armor, the, the loin, the long johns. I was going to say loincloth. Hallelujah. No, it was long johns. Praise God. Y'all would have been laughing. Hallelujah. But I had long johns. I had been layered up. And I remember I was catwalking up to do a job. And as I get to the top and I'm ready to throw my, my strap around, I fell. I wasn't hooked in properly. And instinct caused me to grab it and just hug on to the pole and if you know anything about these poles, there's all kinds of splinters and everything because there are previous people that have gaffed before you. So there's, there's stuff everywhere. So, of course, your natural instinct, you don't want to fall 30 feet. You're going to just grab onto the pole. And thank God that it was winter because all those splinters went into my clothes and everything. But I didn't really have any splinters in my flesh. But what happened was that after a while... I said, I'm not doing this any longer. The gaffing thing was not for me. Hallelujah. That lasted, but only so long. And as a result, I lost faith and I lost trust in the gaffs. I said, I will never put those things back on. Many of us resist trusting God. We try to go up at it ourselves. We climb up little by little only to get caught at the end and fall down and some of us get splinters so stuck in us that we say I'm never doing that again God says if you would have done it the right way the first time you might not have had to go through the splinters and go through all those different changes if we just go to the source and ask for the instruction God says if you lack wisdom come to me I will give it to you liberally freely so that you would know exactly what to do. The problem is we don't go to God. We say, I got this. I, got, I know what I'm doing. Can't nobody going to tell me what to do. I, I got this. I do this. I know better than anybody. All of a sudden, you're holding out for dear life. Help. Help. Get me a ladder. God is saying, come to me. Come to me. Place your trust in me. I'm going to give you three points this morning. Three quick points. On building our trust. Number one, in order to trust God better, more accurately, we need to get out of the way. Hallelujah. We have to let God be God. Rely on him. Oftentimes when we are in the way, we're not allowing God to be God. And we're getting in the way of progress. Listen to Psalm 1830. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all those who trust in him. Stop trying to solve the problem on your own. Include God in the planning process. Stop leaving God out. If you don't need God to pull off what you're planning, then your dreams, your vision is not big enough. We may think that we're capable, but that would be ignorant of us to go at it all alone. When the word says, with God, all things are possible. I put this quote, it's unknown author. I don't know who said it, but it's a wonderful quote. It says, a day without Jesus is a wasted day. A life without Jesus is a wasted life. Psalm 37, verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. 
Proverbs 16.3. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Saints of God, we cannot say that we trust God and then we try to come to him in an advisory position. Turn to the neighbor and say, he ain't talking about me. He's talking about you. Hallelujah. He's talking about you, not me. But isn't the problem that we go to God and we start telling God what to do? We give him our wish list and we say, this is how I want you to do it. This is how you need to do it. Come on, Lord. You know me. Help a brother out. You know, we start giving him the list of duties instead of just trusting him. When we trust God completely, then we would just surrender to him. That means a complete surrender, complete devotion, complete confidence that the Lord is going to fulfill his plan. Let God do it. Stop trying to figure him out. Psalm 28, 6 through 7, it says, Blessed be the Lord. Because he has heard the voice of my supplication. Let me stop there. Did you pray? Are you seeking his face? Are you waiting for the answer? Listen, this is lame. I, 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 I got to say it. How many people say, let me pray about it. And they take three weeks. And then you say, have you heard from the Lord? No, I'm still praying. No, that means you're lying. You're not praying. If you pray right now, God's going to speak to you right now. If you are in his word and you know the voice of the spirit of God, you are going to say, that's the Lord. God's going to give you the upload. God don't wait three weeks. Is that the God you serve? If you have to wait three weeks for an answer, I understand something's amiss. There's something wrong on the line. There's a monkey on the line somewhere. There's something. There's something on the, on the wavelength. Something blocking something. Maybe it's sin. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I'm just saying. I wish I had a cup of coffee, but that's none of my business. <laughs> right? The Kermit the Frog. Blessed be the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplication. That means a voice of my prayer. My prayer. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I will praise him. Psalm 127, verse 1, the first part, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house... They labor in vain who build it. Praise God. That is some great advice. And you know what the beauty of that is? When you start trusting in God, you don't have to worry about how it's going to happen. All your responsibility is, is to praise the Lord. I don't know how he's going to do it. I just know he's going to do it. I don't know when my miracle is going to happen, but I know it already happened in the atmosphere. I don't know who's stopping it or who's trying to stop it, but my God's going to run over them like a, like a roaring train. It's going to happen because my God is faithful. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. My God is the God that healeth my disease. My God is the God who allows me to rise up in the morning. Hallelujah. Duties, our hours, events are God's. This is a quote from Samuel Rutherford. When our faith goes to meddle with events and to hold account upon God's providence and beginneth to say, how wilt thou do this or that? We lose ground. We have nothing to do there. It is our part to let the Almighty exercise his own office and steer his own helm. There is nothing left for us but to see how we may be approved of him and how we roll the weight of our weak souls upon him who is God omnipotent. 
Hallelujah. Let me give you the Ebonics version. When we pray and God says, I got you. Don't worry about a thing. Then that's it. It settles it. The job is over. Now all you got to do is worship him and see the wonderful adventure that you are about to experience. Amen. Number two. Hallelujah. I'll get to Psalm 50 in a second. Praise God through the storm. Praise God through the crisis. It seems crazy. It may seem insane. But what it is, praise is supernatural. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So, you lost your job? Praise the Lord. You lost your home? Praise the Lord. You have a bad doctor's report? Praise the Lord. Friends are talking behind your back? Praise the Lord. No matter what your situation is, praise the Lord. Here, turn your neighbor, say this out loud. Get past your flesh. Get past it. Get over yourself. Praise God. Psalm 50, 23, it says, whoever offers praise glorifies me. And who to him, <coughs> who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. If you just worship God and wait and pass the test, you're going to see the salvation of God. Again, we say it all the time, Daniel eleven thirty two. those that know their God will be strong and do great exploits. Proverbs 24, 10, if you faint in the day of adversity, that means in the day of your trial, in the day of your suffering, how weak is your strength or how your strength is so small? Listen, church, if I preach every single week here and I'm telling you about trusting God and standing on the word and seeing his promises, then I, as a pastor, need to lead by example. I need to be strong in these tough times as well. I need to demonstrate in my own walk with God so that the whole world can see your pastor trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. If you hear me start to say some foolishness, I don't know, I don't know, no. rebuke me in the name of Jesus. I release you. Praise God. Correct me. If you see me turning into a wimp, who wants to follow a pastor that's wimpy? Who wants to follow a weak leader? That when trouble comes, I don't know, it's not my fault. Listen, I'm going out like this. In the spirit. I'm going out fighting. Praise God. And my mouth is going out saying, great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to worship him through the whole thing. Hallelujah. And I know I'm not alone. Like Paul said, follow after me as I follow after Christ. Saints of God, when the times come upon us and the storms are raging, it's then that we need to practice what we preach. It matters most when we're in the trenches, when we're going to say, now that I'm here, now that I find myself in this place, great is thy faithfulness, oh God. You're about to show yourself strong in my life. He has proven himself so many times. Do you trust God? Do you know that this storm you might be going through right now may be the very exact thing that God is allowing to happen to your life so that your trust in him can go to the next level? How else can he fix something if it ain't broken? How else can he heal if there's no sickness? How else can he deliver if there ain't no demons trying to mess with you? How else can he provide if you ain't in a hole? But what happens is we get so offended. Oh, 
he said something. I didn't like it. Delete. You're not my friend anymore. I was saying this on Wednesday. I was deleted. I found out several people deleted me this week. Hallelujah. Straight up facts. Deleted. I don't even know what I did to them. I must be doing something right. Hallelujah. And you know, the thing is, like, Lord, should I be compassionate and, and should I be, like, like, really sad right now? But, but this is, my heart is this. We're moving on, praise God. God, help me, help me. Save me from myself, Lord. There's still a little residues, Lord God. Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. I rest upon you, O God. Lord God, I humble myself right now in this place. Lord, don't let me think more of myself than I ought to think. I, I humble myself before your presence, before your throne of grace. Have mercy on me, a woeful man, a sinning man. Have mercy on me, Lord. Set a guard over my mouth, O God. You know it's not my heart to hurt anyone, Lord. But peace out. Hallelujah. Be free. We'll keep the light on for you. Like Motel 6. Hallelujah. I'm going ahead of myself here. Trials and valleys are for our benefits. It's for our blessing. It's not to destroy us. Let me tell you, if you're a gym nut, how many gym nuts in the room? My son is a gym nut. We got a few gym nuts here. Right? What's the very famous phrase in the gym? Pain is weakness leaving your body. Am I telling the truth? Right? When you start working out and you get and the next morning, it was funny. I'll tell a funny story. Hallelujah. God help me. There was a woman in our church years ago, years ago. No names. But they went on like a 10-mile walk, like March of Dimes or something. They went on a big walk, and they did a big thing, and they sponsored a lot of people, raised money. It was a great, great thing. But the following day, went to the emergency room because they were sore. They said, something's wrong. My legs, they falling off. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Hallelujah. Pray for me. I can't feel my leg. I can't feel my leg. Hallelujah. Went to the urgent care, bro. They say, here, here's some tiger bomb and go home. Rest. Facts. Here's a, here's a cooling pad. Amen. Pain is weakness leaving your body. Amen. Let me tell you a little poem. Author unknown. It says, trust him when the dark doubts assail thee. Trust him when thy strength is small. Trust him when to simply trust him seems the hardest thing of all. Trust him. He is ever faithful. Trust him for his will is best. Trust him. For the heart of Jesus is the only place of rest. Glory to God. Saints of God, when God gives you a vision, when God gives a vision to this house, do you not think that it's going to happen? Do you not think that it's going to come to pass? We have to stay positive, beginning and end. God starts in the positive and he ends in the positive. God is restoring the, the, the blessing of this place. Hallelujah. The year 2023 is the year of recompense. The year of restoration. What the enemy has stolen. It's going to be the year where the, the provision comes back to the house. It's a time of revival. Of great revival. The middle is up to us. 
we know that we're going to go through some valleys. We're going to get battered. We're going to get bruised. We're going to get beaten up into the shape of that vision. It's in the valley when people give up right in the middle. They give up and they begin to complain and they lose focus. Even though I could understand their plight, it doesn't make it right. God has to allow us to go through fires and even floods. We have to go through heat and through cold to batter us into shape so that we could get to the point where he can trust us with the reality of the vision. If you can't pass a little bit of chastising from the Lord, how will you be able to stand when the real heat and the real pressure comes forward? God wants us to be mature and complete and not lack in any area. James 1, consider it pure joy, my brethren, when you fall into trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete and lack nothing. Let me tell you this. Ever since we received our vision, especially this year, 2023, God has already begun to start the work with every single person in this church. The name of uh, the word inclusion, that means we're all coming together. He is like the potter, praise God, on a lump of clay, taking us and putting us on a wheel. And he's going to mash it and twist it and punch it and beat it and shape it and spin it around and around. And guess what? The clay can never turn to the potter and say, hey, I don't like what you're fashioning me into. The clay will never understand the potter. But as the clay begins to undergo the battering and the bruising and the punching and the spinning, it is then created as a useful vessel for service. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't lose heart in the process. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. People of God. Don't throw in the towel when you're almost at the precipice of the greatest release of power that you have ever experienced in your whole life. God is showing himself strong. <laughs> Let me tell you the beauty of God. God is so awesome. He is not going to allow you to be satisfied living lower level some of us are okay being in the faith 15 years and you haven't grown this much you're still a baby in pampers and if it's cold outside if it's wet outside you don't want to wet your pull-ups I don't want to get my pull-ups wet we're still babies. Remember the Francis Chan video I showed a few weeks back with a, a little baba, a little bottle? We all come to church and we're with a little bottle. Come on, put the bottle in my mouth. I want to feed. I want to feed. You won't feed at home, but you want the pastor to give you the bottle. And then you leave and complain you didn't get enough milk. Pastor didn't feed me enough today. I'm not getting fed. And what was his word? He says, you suck. You remember the video? Thank God he said it. So y'all don't have to throw rocks at me this morning, praise God. But he says, you suck. You're immature. He said, you suck as parents. You suck as Christians. You suck because you're taking the life out of everybody else so that you could be fed. And you do nothing for yourself. Wah, wah, feed me. Wah, wah, change my diaper. Wah, wah. Let me hold a dollar. My wife and I want to go to the movies. Can you spot me 20 bucks? No, get a job. Stop begging. Hmm. Hallelujah. I'm going to go easy on y'all today. Praise God. God is not going to allow you to be satisfied with lower level. We've got to mature, come up a little higher. Even if it hurts, praise God, go through the process. 
God has involved you in the process so that you will become part of the miracle. Hallelujah. God's plan for you, God's plan for us is going to require boldness and courage. Hallelujah. Bravery and holiness. It's going to require the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God's plan is going to test us for everything that we're worth. Pass the test. Glory to God. A caterpillar is ugly, slow, slimy, and it takes all day to go just about two feet. But when it goes through the process of metamorphosis, the caterpillar becomes a beautiful butterfly. There's only one reason why a butterfly can fly. Its wings are strengthened by the work it does to break through the cocoon. If someone interferes with this process, the wings wouldn't allow the butterfly to fly. In other words, if there is no struggle, there is no flight. Every Christian in this room needs a little bit of struggle in their life. My prayer for you this morning, I'm saying it. Hallelujah. We in this together. Praise God. My prayer for you today. Is that you have a little bit of struggle. Turn your neighbor and say, I ain't scared. If thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, then I don't have to worry about a little bit of struggle because I want to fly. Hallelujah. Not too much that you can't handle. Just a little bit so that your wings... Pop out. Hallelujah. And then you don't have to do this anymore. You could call Pastor Fran. <laughs> I'm kidding. Call me. Hallelujah. I'll pray you through. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord while you're being battered while you're going through your storm just trust God those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not grow faint it breaks my heart when I see people throw in the towel or quit before the test is passed my final point as you trust in him you shall be firmly planted. God gives us all security as we trust in him. Security in an unsecure world. Our God is a sun and a shield. Praise the living God. He says no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. You might be asking yourself, what does it mean, pastor, to walk uprightly? Well, I'm so glad that you asked that question. It means to do right to walk with integrity. That means when nobody is looking at you, that you're not trying to impress anybody because they happen to be in the room. To walk uprightly is to walk with the Lord every single day, to enjoy his presence everywhere you go. No crawling around, no sneaking, no stumbling, just walking with righteousness, walking upright with our God, doing what is right according to his word. He says if you can do that, he promises that you're going to be planted by the rivers of living water. Hallelujah. That means security. That means no worry. Will you fail? Yes. Will it disqualify your inheritance? No. You have to stay the course. Watchman Nee. He tells about a new convert who came in deep distress to see him. He says, no matter how much I pray, no matter how hard I try, I simply cannot seem to be faithful to my Lord. Lord have mercy. 
He said, I think I'm losing my salvation. Nee said, do you see this dog right here? He is my dog. He is house trained. He never makes a mess. He is obedient. He is a pure delight to me. Out in the kitchen, I have a son, a baby son. He makes a mess. He throws his food around. He soils his clothing. He's a total mess. But who do you think is going to inherit my kingdom? Not my dog. My son is my heir. You are Jesus Christ's heir because it is for you that he died. We are Christ's heirs, not through our perfection of works, but by means of his grace. Hallelujah. God has a plan to bless you, but he wants you to do it his way. Will you drop the ball? Will you fail? Yes. But the beauty is we as believers, the righteous fall down seven times and they get back up and, and we get back up again and keep it going. The Bible says those that are able to do that are like trees planted by rivers of water. Listen to this in Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. Blessed is the man who walks not, stands not, sits not in the way of the ungodly. Saints of God, make better decisions of who you associate with. Make better decisions of where you hang out. Turn back to the Lord. When you walk around people without faith, people that, that, that are God-haters, guess what's going to happen? Walk uprightly. The Lord says, be holy because I am holy. Live uprightly and see the deliverance of God. And the Bible says, and whatever you do, that means whatever you put your hands to, whatever you put your heart to, whatever it is that you do, your plans will prosper. Like a tree planted by the river, all the other trees are dying and, and, and melting away. But your tree is not only thriving, it's producing fruit. My grandson, I love all my kids, but there's this one, Alex. He was here last week. Him and I have a thing that we do all the time. It's something we do in common. But every time we walk past a set of stairs, he says, Papa, Papa, let's do a trust fall. I'm like, really, bro? Like now? Yes, Papa. Well, we're about to eat dinner. No, trust fall, Papa. I know what this means. So he goes up three or four stairs, and he stands there, and I'm like, okay, buddy, let's go. And he has to get the nerve up and get the nerve up. And then he launches, boom, and I catch him, and I hug him. I say, oh, I love you, man. Praise God. Now let's go eat. He goes, let's do another trust fall, Papa. So now he climbs up and goes one step higher. And then he says, oh, my God, Papa. Oh, my God, Papa. I says, Listen, I love you. I'm never going to let you fall. I promise you. No matter what, I'm going to catch you. And I put my hands out. He goes, come closer. I said, then it's not a trust fall. <laughs> right? If I go all the way up to him and he drops in, it's not a trust fall. I said, the whole point of a trust fall, you got to leap and trust that I'm going to catch you. So he'll... he'll say, okay, okay, you ready? And then he leaps off the stair. I catch him and again... I say, now let's go eat dinner. No, Papa, let's do it again. Trust fall. So now he gets up. Now he's at the very top of the stairs. Six or seven steps. And he's on a platform. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Because he sees, when he sees, if he just drops, he's not close enough to me where I could catch him. I'm standing over here. So that means he has to take a little leap, a little leap of faith to get to Papa's arms. And I say, listen, I love you so much. I'm not going to let you fall. 
And even if I couldn't catch you, I'll throw my fat body on those stairs. You'll jump on my back. You'll bounce off me. You'll do a little somersault. And you'll end up at the kitchen. Hallelujah. And seated at grandma's table. And she'll feed you a nice meal. Don't you worry. Papa's got you. You don't ever have to worry. If Papa's here, you don't have to worry about a thing. And with trepidation and fear and even anxiousness, he stands at that top stair. And he's like, <sighs> he closed. I said, don't close your eyes, bro. You need to see. <laughs> see. Amen. Don't we need to see? Yes. Hallelujah. Don't just plunge out to nowhere. You need to see where you're headed. And he pulls himself off to the top stair. He curls his little, cute little toes right there so he could push off. And there he goes, jumps off. I lean in. I scoop him up out of the air. I grab him. And he goes, now let's go to the other side. I said, nah, now, bro, we're going to eat some dinner, bro. Jow already with this trust fall. But listen. The word of God, God is saying, trust me. I love you so much. I will never let you fall. You don't have to worry about anything. As long as I'm with you, you're good. And then you take that first little step, boom. And God says, okay, go up a little higher. I got you still. Nothing has changed. I'm your heavenly father. I've got you. You have nothing to worry about. And we're saying, but this is a little higher than before. I'm scared, dad. I'm scared. Don't worry. I got you. Then you jump and he catches you again. Then he says, go up a little higher this time. You see, it's never good enough to stay where you are. You got to keep Keep climbing higher and higher. And with each time, your trust in the Lord will begin to develop. And you begin to believe him when he says, blessed are they that trust in him. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. For I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm coming to a close. There's a television program that I watch. It was fascinating. It was about the 1988 Winter Olympics. It featured blind skiers that were being trained for slalom skiing. It seems impossible for us with eyes. But they were paired with sighted skiers. The blind skiers were taught on the flats how to make right and how to make left turns. And when they mastered that, they were then taken to the slalom slope where they were with their slight, uh, sighted partners skiing beside them, shouting, left, right. And as they obeyed the commands, they were able to negotiate the course and cross the finish line, depending solely on the sighted skier's word. It was either complete trust or catastrophe. What, what a vivid picture this paints of our God and his word. In this world, we are all, in reality, blind about what course to take. And we must rely solely on the word of God. The only one who is truly sighted is God himself. His word gives us direction. And we need to follow his word, his word, in order to finish the course. Proverbs 133. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. It's only when we include God, when we trust him, that we don't have to be afraid of anything. You won't be displaced. He said he will be with you always. We can trust on him. We can trust that he hearkens his ear to our prayer. Church, you can trust the Lord this morning. Psalm 9:10. it says to trust him. I can't read that. Hallelujah. You can Glory to God. Thank you for reading that. God is faithful and true. He has done miracles in our own sight. And he wants us to continue to trust him. No matter what it looks like. Psalm 20, verse 7. It says, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. God gets excited when we trust him. He loves to show himself strong in your life, in my life. Psalm 511. 
it says but let all those rejoice who put their trust in you let them ever shout for joy because you defend them let those also who love your name again the name let them be joyful in you god plus one believer is a majority blessed are they who trust in the lord god bless you saints of the most high god hallelujah We are so grateful to God for allowing us the opportunity to share this message with you. Thank you for listening. We want you to know that you are all in our constant prayers. If you've been blessed by today's program, why not consider partnering with us? To make a donation is easy. You can visit us online at www.specchurch.net or you can call us at 845-956-0133. Once again, that's www.specchurch.net or 845-956-0133. We invite you to worship with us one Sunday morning soon. Thank you again for your prayers and support. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.